Welcome to the Notary Ninja Show with author, entrepreneur, business developer, and, well, ninja master, Mark Sias. We discuss side hustles, business opportunities, scams, leveling up, and so much more. Just don't argue with them. It could cost you your life. You can reach Mark at legaldocprepnotary.com. All right. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Notary Ninja Show. We have a gentleman here named Brennan from Master Talk. He has his own YouTube channel. This guy specializes in communication, um, public speaking. More importantly, how to relate your ideas and put your ideas to your, to your customers in ways that they can relate. So we're really excited to have him on the show. Um, he, like I said, he's got a big YouTube following. Uh, this guy knows what he's talking about. I've been scoping him out for a while, and uh, so we're going to tap him and see what kind of information we can get. So, Brandon, welcome to the Notary Ninja Show. Pleasure is absolutely mine, Mark. That's from me. Absolutely. So give us a brief background on you. Like, how did you get into the, like, I've watched your videos. You're obviously an expert on what you're talking about. I mean, I can instantly say this guy knows what he's talking about. I'm like taking notes myself, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to sharpen my game here. But, uh, but tell us how you got into all this. Uh, absolutely. And I appreciate the kind words. So thank you. Yeah, it all started in, in college, Mark. So I went to business school and I never wanted to be a communication coach. I didn't even know that was the thing. So I actually went to school for accounting, funny enough. That's what my bachelor's is in. Gotcha. But while I was doing my studies, I competed in case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age are playing rugby or football or soccer. I was one of those guys. I did presentations competitively, and that's how I learned how wow. to speak. Yeah. But then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of students my own age on how to communicate so they could win comps, and that's what gave me the idea for Master Talk because I felt none of that information was free. Gotcha. Good deal. So let me ask you, let's just go right into some of the, the speaking. Now, I would I would think that most people's issue with, we'll say public speaking, obviously, is just the, the nerves, which... I uh, completely don't relate to it all. Um, but uh, my wife, on the other hand, she would be like, nope, absolutely, I'm not. You know, hand him the mic, let him talk. I don't want anything to. So do you find you get a lot of that from people? Absolutely. The fear around communication, for sure. But well, you know what I would say, Mark, is a lot of us don't really understand why we're fearful in the first place. We just live with it. Like it's a medical condition versus going like, right. oh, like now I know where this comes from. Because if we go to a five-year-old and we ask them, hey, do this exercise, they're just going to present. They're not really going to judge themselves. Right. So what's the solution or rather what's the problem? The problem is the education system. That's where we learned how to speak in elementary school, in high school. But all of those presentations, Mark, are three things. They're mandatory. You're forced to do them. Right. You don't wake up in the morning and go, hey, Mark, you want to go surfing and present all day? Like nobody says that. The second problem is you're never doing something you're passionate about. It's never, hey, what are you right. excited about? True. Notaries, ninjas. No, you got to talk about. You got to talk about Shakespearean poetry. Something boring, right? <laughs> exactly right. And then the last piece is every presentation is tied to a punishment, man. So if you don't do a great job, you get punished for it. And that's really the key: is we grow up believing that it's a chore. Nobody wants to get better at doing the dishes. Right, right. Good, good, good analogy. I think they say like it's like fear of public speaking is like up there like it's like higher than like almost anything it's just crazy um to me but uh because i think like anything and you probably agree 
anything and everything you want to do comes down to practice. If you practice, you get better. If you just practice. Um, so it's just kind of getting over that, uh, getting out of your own way, I guess would be how I'd put it. You got it. You got it. Absolutely. It's about practicing in the right order and getting those results. Right. So somebody comes to you, um, let's just say they're a business owner like, like myself. Um, and, uh, I want to get my message out to my audience. What would you tell somebody like me? For sure. So the way that I would think about it, Mark, is communications like juggling 18 balls at the same time. So one of those balls is eye contact, one of them is smiling, one of them is body language, and the list goes on. Whereas for me, the question has always been, what are the three easiest balls to juggle in the air? And these are the three that I encourage, especially business owners to do. So let's start with ball number one. Ball number one is the random word exercise. Pick a random word like tissue box, like light bulb, and create random presentations out of thin air on the spot. Why? Two reasons. One, because it helps you deal with uncertainty. Business is all about uncertainty. Because you're right. always talking, you're speaking, you're doing small talk with strangers you've never met in your life, and you have to be able to deal with that. So if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. So if you pick like avocado toast, and you do that for 30 seconds, your business becomes really easy because your offer stays the same. That's one. Second piece is question drills. Just make a list of questions that people ask you about your products and services and just answer one every single day until you have an answer for everything. And the last tip, just send video messages to your best clients. That's the best way to get word of mouth. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Those are, those are sound advice. I like that. Like they, they keep it simple. You know, you don't have to master 50 different things, just get those things that are most important for you to be good at. Um, so what would you say, do you deal a lot with like elevator pitches? Because that was one of the things as the entrepreneur, people are always like, get your elevator pitch, get your elevator pitch. Now I've come up with a slogan, but I still don't have an elevator pitch for when somebody's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, what do you need? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as an entrepreneur, I just want to get you, well, what are you looking for? What can I help you out with? But so do you deal a lot with elevator pitches? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of elevator pitches myself, Mark. I would say what I'm more of a fan of is having the ability to tell the why behind your business, the origin story. So think about when you asked me at the beginning of this episode, how'd you get started? Yes. I didn't just go, yeah, I have an executive coaching practice and we train all these leaders to achieve why. Like, no. It's like, right. yeah, no, I was some no. kid in... Go ahead. No motion behind that, right? It's, it's exactly right. Yep. It's like what Simon Sinek says, right? It's it's not about what you do or how you do it. It's about why you do it, and that's what's really missed. Is you don't tell we don't tell the story of hey, why are we in this business in the first place? That's the real elevator pitch because that's what gets people enthralled into who you are and why you do it. Like for me, Master Talk genuinely didn't start as a business. It was really just me, a kid in my mom's basement making videos because I felt nobody was sharing them for free. And then it just turned into a coaching business because so many CEOs reached out to me and they said, hey, I love your videos. Can I just work with you directly and pay you money? And I was like, wait, that's a thing. And then my business just exploded. Excellent. Excellent. And that's the key. So that's a gold mine. If you weren't listening, Brendan just gave us that you, stories sell. Your story relates more to people and they're going to pay more attention to that than your canned response that... I think every everybody probably knows is a canned response. So I love that, having that, relaying that passion to people. That is excellent advice. Excellent. I don't even know what to say after that. I'm still chewing on that a little bit. Um, I think we as people always, we, we want to get into 
uniformity rather than genuineness. And I think you're bringing, you're telling people step back and just be genuine. That's great. What other advice could you offer somebody? Yeah, you know what I would say, Mark, which brings me to ball number four, which is the best way to speak is to speak. Here's the biggest mistake everyone's making while listening to this podcast right now that I always love to call out when I'm on shows. And the mistake is nobody's booking 50 minutes in their calendar every day to do the random word exercise, to do the question drill, to send video messages. That's why I always say that if you communicate 20% better than your competition, you will stand out 100% of the time. What does that mean? That means it's not about doing the magical fairy dust thing. It's not about going to Narnia. It's about saying, hey, am I sending five video messages a day to my clients? Hey, am I, am I answering one question that I feel one of my prospects will ask me next mm -hmm. week? Hey, am I doing the random word exercise even if I think it might be silly? Am I still doing it anyways? And the people who are listening to this podcast, maybe 1% or less, are going to be doing these three things consistently. And that's why those people will get 99% of the results. That's great. That's great. So it's another another gold nugget there with the consistency, right? Um, you know, it's funny you, how you just said answering questions um, to your audience. And I think that's a viable point, too, that people should look, try to either look at historical questions that keep coming up in your business, because they're probably good topics to talk about, uh, or trying to, if you know your business well enough, anticipating what those questions are going to be. Um, my wife and I just shot a video today, actually, and it was about avoiding scams because we, we always get these questions about these certain companies that people will be inclined to do business with. And they go, well, what do you think about them? And, and I'm always like, yeah, don't, don't waste your money. Don't waste your time on it. But I'm like, we need to get the message. We just need to do the video, get the message out there and just show them why it is what it is. Let's pre-answer some questions. So great. It's great. Great commentary on that. So um, what does, where do you see yourself going in the, obviously you've done very well for yourself. You're making money off of something you love doing. And I don't think it gets any better than that, but, uh, where do you see yourself going in the next five years? For sure, Mark. And once again, very kind of you. And thanks for the work that you're doing as well. You know, I would say for me, the mission is to help every human being on earth become an exceptional communicator. That's the goal. I think the next Elon Musk is a seven-year-old girl who can't afford me. That's why I'm super passionate about what I do because a lot of the revenue I make for my coaching business allows me to write the checks that I get to write to make my YouTube channel really, really good for people. So that's really the mission is to keep expanding my coaching practice so that I can use the revenue from that business to really help every human being be a great speaker. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's a good guy. I mean, the, the, the goal of perfection or, or, or continuous striving for perfection is always, a, it's, I think that that's, you should never hit your mark, right? You should never, you never land. It's always, I, I've got something better to do in the scope of who I am and, and what I'm passionate about. That's good stuff. Uh, so let me ask you this too. So what, getting back to the communication uh, side of things, and you talked about doing video messaging for people. Do you have a technique or a format or even a distribution chain that you recommend for people to utilize? Hmm. To, to grow an audience specifically? Yes, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. For sure. You know what I would say? It always starts with the customers we always already have. I think that's the biggest missed opportunity. It's not like being a public figure on social media. It's I got 37 clients this year and I haven't talked to, talked to any of them in the last 12 months. I haven't sent them a holiday card. I haven't sent them a video message. That's where we start. Mm, so that's, and that's the low hanging fruit. I, literally, that's how I build my book. I'd say 40, 45% of my business today, Mark, is word of mouth. Why? Because I just sent a bunch of video messages to my clients 
and then one of every 10 videos, they just go, hey, I totally forgot to introduce you to my friend who's a VP at this company. You should have lunch with them next week. Close. That's it. That's it. That's how you do business. And then from there, it's about saying, is there one platform, not a million, but one social media platform that I could put all my time, all my energy, all my attention towards and be really, really good at that. And I picked YouTube because I felt that that's where my content lives forever. But for somebody listening to this, it might be LinkedIn, it might be TikTok, it might be Instagram, it might be starting a podcast, just pick one and run with it. Excellent. Excellent. So laser-like focus, just kind of dial in, find the one that maybe it's just you like doing it, or you feel like you can create the best connection with your audience on that channel. Um, that's good. And then um, the, uh, so when you come up with uh, new content, because um, it seems like you, like I've, I've looked at your channel, you got a lot of stuff out there. I'm like, man, he's got a lot of good stuff. How are you now still formulating new content? Like I, and I, this hasn't happened to me yet, but I, when I first started our channel, I was like, okay, eventually you're going to run out of stuff to talk. It's kind of boring stuff. It hasn't, fortunately, things keep coming up, but I always wonder that. Well, is there, do you have, do you struggle with generating ideas and talking points? Yeah, great question, man. So here, here's the way that I think about it. I'm more of an oddball in my industry where I actually create my content years in advance. So we never have this problem. So I'm currently producing 2024 on YouTube. Wow. And as of today's yeah, and I'm almost done writing. I have like 20 more scripts to go. But I only post once a week on YouTube, right? So it's 52 weeks. I have like 32 done. So, but the other piece, which brings to your question, is how do I create those 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 ideas? So it's a framework I teach clients that I'm happy to share, obviously, called QIT, Questions, Insights, Titles. So it starts with questions. What are the questions that your core audience or just people around you and your family are asking you about your subject matter? Hey, how do I hire a notary? Why is this important? Uh, how do I build a business around it? What's the easiest way? What's the lowing fruit? So you just spew a bunch of questions and we're just listening and we're writing down all of those questions. That's one. The second piece is every single day, Mark, we pick one of those questions that we're just excited about. We're like, I want to write a content for this. So there's no specific order here. And we have a Word document and we write a 500 word essay, 1000 word essay on the complete answer to that question. And then the third piece, which is T, is titles. So let's take my subject matter expertise. Okay. One common question I get is, how do you present in a second language? Because a lot of people, their first language is in English. Right. So I spent a day, I mean not a day, even an hour and a half, literally, writing the full answer. And then I title the video called, How to Present in a Second Language, so people want to click the video. And that's QIT. Excellent. That is excellent stuff. That is uh, very, very useful. Um, I can say in my own business, for example, I have a blog that is essentially answering questions. I wish I would have heard it from you three years ago and had a jump start on that. But what I have noticed is by just blogging, answering those questions, or even some of the videos answering those questions, the amount of traffic and exposure that we generated just from those simple things, because that's what people are looking for. Um, there's even a, a whole Google thing that right? Google answers, <laughs> um, that just questions you can type in your little niche and Google answers will come up with questions that are unanswered apparently. Um, so that is really good stuff. Let me ask you this. Uh, so is there anything you else you'd want to offer? Would you like to tell the audience about you or about what you do or some, some additional advice? Yeah, for sure. Mark, 
I would say it's a two ways to keep in touch. So one is the YouTube channel, which is Master Talk, and I also have a workshop as well that we do that's free, and people can go to rockstarcommunicator.com to attend that. But in terms of advice to close, I would just ask a simple question, which is, how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? So a lot of us, we dream about our businesses, we dream about our relationships and our health. When was the last time we dreamed about a life in which we're a better communicator in it? And the answer is never. So I'd encourage people to start. That's the reason a lot of us aren't getting better because the energy we have around communication is so negative. It's like poison. It's like, oh, so bad versus, wow, it would improve the relationships with my kids, the way that I raise my family, the way that I talk to my loved ones, the way that I make new friends. Sure, you'll make money, but it's a lot more than that. It's about leading a more fulfilling life. And I encourage people to tap more into that energy. Awesome. Yes. Excellent advice. So guys, I'm uh, thankful that we had Brendan on here. We had a chance to, we only scratched the surface of this guys. You got to check his page out. It is master talk. I will put the links in our description. And then it was rockstarcommunicator.com. Am I right on that? Check his site out. Um, again, this stuff, it's easy to sometimes brush some of this stuff. I know in my own business starting out, there were very simple things like follow-up emails that I just brushed them off as something that I didn't have time for when I went and did them that it made a big difference. Communication is the same way. When you learn to, to master your own message to people, it can make a huge impact on not just your business, but your life. So we'd like to thank Brendan for coming on. Uh, Brendan, you've been awesome. Uh, worlds of advice there. It's like, I got I to gotta stop and I got to chew on some of this a little bit. <laughs> um, so good deal. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, guys, we will see you next time.